Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy Gonna kick old trouble out the door. Welcome to Radical Australia on Community Radio 3CR.org.au. Our guest has not turned up, but we found a homeless chap in the uh, garden here at 3CR. Hello, Dale. How are you? Good day, Joe. How are you? Well, I was well until our guest didn't turn up, but that's oh. life. If, if, he, if he's late, look, he'll just have to be rebooked because we've got a, an interesting person. Now, I'm going to do something publicly, Dale. Okay. I've wanted to do for a long time on air. <laughs> Don't flash. No, no. I, I, I feel sick. I have felt sick today. I've been at 3CR oh. a lot today. The first thing that made me sick seen Uber bags upstairs. I don't know who orders... Uber here at 3CR, but if I find out who it is, oh, what, I will eats. give them mm-hmm. an appearance. Mm. And this, and I walked into the studio and I could smell rotting flesh. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. You know what I'm tearing? I've, I, I believe I'm tearing? it's the feral scum, isn't it? Yeah, I'm tearing up the herald son, Murdoch's baby. I'm guilty of infanticide. <laughs> I thought you were tearing up my gift vouchers for my next meal. <laughs> Who's that? Who was that, Dale? Was that our, our, our guest we found in, we found in the garden? Why don't you introduce our guest? Raphael. Do you have a surname? Keller. Keller? Yep. How do you spell that? K-A-L-E-B. But I've interviewed you before, Raphael. What are you doing here? Well, it's kind of like this, Joe. It said, I was bumming my way around the street there. I've got all my possessions with me and I was feeling very lonesome and I was sitting down, hating the world, very, very sad and despondent. And you said, that's exactly the kind of guest I really want on your show. <laughs> now, 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 look, look, mate, look. You, you mind if I call you mate? Son, how are you? That's okay, mate. Look, I, I've called a number of police, mate, in my time. Every time they said, I'm no mate of yours, and I've been, I've been distressed. Now, look here, <laughs> you mate. You were, mate. So it's like, are they the enemy? No, no, no. It's just, they're my friends. Now, look here, mate. You've got a bag, which looks like you're going overseas somewhere, or, you know, you're chasing the coronavirus or something. Well, you, I certainly you, haven't. I mean, airfares are really cheap at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> you've got, you've got a half, Eaten bag of chips. Well, it's when you're home, it's sort of like this. I had to eat something, don't I? You got a bottle of water. That's right. A coat. Yep. I'm and set plastic, for the night. What's in the plastic bag? Oh, well. Don't tell it's a rubber doll. <laughs> Let's have oh, wait a second. We're going to have a good look at this. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. You can't remember. I think it was um, a thing of pasta. 
pass. <laughs> but it wasn't overreach. <laughs> I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. The number of times I've nearly run over people in the middle of the night pedalling a bicycle, no light, delivering crap to some grungy little inner city dive. I can't believe it. And then I saw it upstairs at 3CR. I felt like walking out <laughs> and retiring. I mean, the Herald Sun here right next to me, right, right next to me, and Uber Eats upstairs. What has the world come to, Raphael? Well, You're a man of the streets. You wander them lo- often enough. Well, Joe, if you're going to retire, Tal, can I please be the new host? <laughs> of course you can. Yeah, you can. Fantastic. Be. That's it, Joe. You are now retired. I'm taking this over. Oh, well, that means he's going to interview me. I'm not going to. That's right, Joe. No, no, no. No, no. no, 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 no we're not. I reckon you're no, pretty homeless. No. <laughs> look, mate. Yeah, well, I, I, look, I don't actually feel that I'm wanted anywhere, Raphael. Have you got any suggestions? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally understand why you're not wanted, Joe. <laughs> now, let's, let's, let's refresh your story. What year were you born? Oh, which lifetime? Well, this lifetime. 66. 66. Okay. I think. You think, yeah. All right, 66. Now, I know if we chatted to you before, you're a bit of a poet, aren't you? You what are you, a poet or what? I don't know exactly. Or I'm the a bur- wordsmith, what are you? I'm the barologist. The what? The barologist. Could you explain that for us simple people? Well, Joe, I'm not too sure if I can simplify it enough for your intellect. Well, <laughs> you try, try, try. Well, just try. Look, is it? I mean, you've just you've just insulted every one of our listeners. You realise that, <laughs> uh, Joe? Me, it's your show. I, I don't care. I'm impervious. I'm impervious to insults, but you can't insult the listener. Right. Listener, there's one out there somewhere. Because when they heard you were coming on, they've all turned off. You know that, Raphael. Well, now, if Joe, that goes without saying. Now, now, Raphael, if you want to exchange insults, look, I've got many years on you. <laughs> well, okay, this this could be all rather right. interesting. No, no. All right, now let's go back. You're what were you, a, a meteorologist? No, a, I am the barologist. The, what is a barologist? A barologist is an instant expert on any subject, and as a male, it holds true. Ask me any question, and I'm quite sure I can come up with an answer that would at least make sense. It might not be true, but at least you might believe it. Ah, uh, so you're It's a much, it's a much better bird than a bullshit artist. <laughs> I know, Raphael. I've worked it out. You're Trump's bastard child. That's why you don't know any difference between fact and fiction. It's well, all false news. Just, uh, it's mate, all mate, false mate, news. A, you're just hitting me out of the head like a club there. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for it. Well, you're telling me you're going to make up the answers. Come on, mate. Well, that's Come right. A kind of like he says, who's the joker here, Dow? In the middle of the night, do you kind of got a Twitter and you Twitter away? Insulting people? <laughs> no, I do that face to face. Face to face. Well, you are a man of, how shall I put it, solid appearance, and you're not the type of person I'd like to physically encounter unless you were. Uh, well, I'm pretty asleep. glad you don't want to physically touch me too, Joe. No, 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 unless you're asleep and I had a baseball bat, but that's a different matter. Mate, it wouldn't make any difference, not with my head space. Right, I'm, I'm gonna, In fact, I'm, it might improve it. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. All right. Mm-hmm. How are you. Uh, do you know much about the Eureka Rebellion? <laughs> no. Is that the Eureka Rebellion or the Rum Rebellion? 
Well, I'll ask you about the Rum Rebellion. What year was the Rum Rebellion? Well, that was around the first fleet with William Bly. Uh, wasn't it before William Bly, the Rum Rebellion? Well, I don't know. I said I'm a barologist. I didn't say it would be the right answer. No, no. <laughs> uh, do you know, and this is, this is interesting, that you raised the Rum Rebellion, which is something I'm a little bit of an expert on. Right, right. okay. Right. <laughs> Joe's a barologist too. Yeah, I'm a barologist. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just Toscano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm Trump's other bastard child. So you know, fact and fiction. Are we related? <laughs> we are half brothers. I can see the resemblance. Totally. <laughs> there is. He's bald, and I got grain here. But let's get back. Rum Rebellion. Yes. You know what happened to the soldiers who were involved in the Rum Rebellion? Where were they sent? Van Diemen's Land. No, Canada. Oh, really? They were sent Is that to what we get on so well with them? Yeah. Australians and Canadians get on really and well. And you won't believe this. This is an extraordinary piece of information. They were the shock troops that were used to burn down the Pentagon, the White House in Washington, when Canada, the British troops in Canada, invaded the United States of America after the War of Independence in the early 1800s. Wait, I thought the War of Independence ended 1783. No, what did I say? What was the key word? After. After. In, in the early 1800s. And, and so that's when there was a, was 20 a years afterwards? Yeah, they, they actually invaded the United States, burnt down the White House, and it was our boys from the Rum Rebellion. They were pissed off they didn't have any rum. <laughs> that's, a, that's absolutely marvellous. It's sort of like, is that why didn't they do it permanently? Because the, the... Oh, how come it hasn't been done since? <laughs> or why can't they do it now? Well, uh, that type of discussion we don't have here on Radical Australia. This is a very family-friendly very... program. We're not that kind of radical. We're not that kind of radical. We are, we are nice radicals. Yeah. We pay our taxes. We <laughs> obey the law. We don't have robo-debts. We certainly don't. We certainly don't have robo debts, Joe. What do you want to? Well, how, what do you want to? How long does this show go for, Joe? Raf, if you don't mind, I'd yeah. like to ask Raf a question. Mm. Um, well, I'd like Raf to uh, elucidate our listeners on something they might not know that I didn't know that you explained to me earlier on in the uh, in the kitchen. Now, a lot of us use public transport here in Melbourne, and a lot of people are uh, have. Different, different abilities, differing physical abilities. And you told me something very interesting about a special Mikey concession. Ooh. Yes, it's called RoboDebt. RoboDebt. <laughs> oh, come on. No, no, but this is seriously, like, like you said, concession. a lot of people yes. wouldn't know. Well, 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 let, 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 let's make, it, let's make a, pl- a bit of plea bargaining here. <laughs> uh, was, yeah. he, was he telling yeah. you fact? I, was it fact yeah. or fiction? Could, well, it, it came across as fact. Well, I said, <laughs> if I actually was to talk a little bit about what we were talking about, Dal, mm-hmm. I'd like to re-address the question afterwards to RoboDebt because that's actually more important, more pertinent. Because but, but let's look at the Mikey card. What, what's, what's this special concession? Look, is it for the benefit of all the three-star listeners who basically are conned by paying for public transport, mm. if you were to ring up Mikey on one eight hundred. 800-007. You see, I know, I know that number off by the top of my head. That way I know who to complain to when something goes wrong, which is every single day. Is that if you ask them to send out... Can we please have a drum roll? Yes. Okay, yes, okay. Yes, when, yes, we can. when there's some sound effects. 
something rather useful. Knuckles, live radio. I know the. I mean, there are sound effects on there. I know that. I just played a drum roll for you. We didn't you. hear it. You did. Okay. We didn't hear it. You've got to wear your headphones if you want to hear that sort of stuff. Okay, song. right. Okay. If the drum rolls come through, yeah. and if you ask Mikey yeah. to send you out a special form called a Mikey Access Travel Pass. And then on the form, there are four, there's a number of different terms and conditions which mm. say that you don't, might be qualified for an access travel pass if a qualified medical practitioner like a GP, I think a psychiatrist was one, or a psychologist fills out the form, mm. and that form gets taken to the Mikey office, which is, it's down the bottom part of Collins Street, and it passes mm-hmm. out and cross mm-hmm. station about... This is, this is going on longer than I expected. Mm-hmm. No, but the point <laughs> is that if the doctor ticks the boxes, or the medical practitioner ticks the boxes, and the form goes through the computer, and the computer agrees, Mikey then issues an access travel pass, which has got a photo on it, which is different from a normal Mikey, because it gives the person free, unlimited public transport for whoever uses Mikey within the state of Victoria. That's very important to know. What, what's the phone number again? 1-800-800-1300. Yep. Yep. And what's the form you asked for? Uh, Mikey Access Travel Pass form. Mm. Thank you for sharing that, because I just think that's Dale, kind of important information. Well, that. we've been doing this program for six or seven years, and this is the first time we've actually had some useful information. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> you're being alive for about 63 years, no, no, and no. that'd be about the first time you've ever had any uh, useful information, could, could you not add, just five years. Look, look I, I'm distraught. <laughs> I'm distraught. You actually uh, made me younger than I am. I'm yeah. actually 68. Okay, well, okay, right 68 years. I know, I look, I look 54, but I am 68. Who is this? Who is this buffhead on this car? <laughs> Mate, there's something you need to put behind a dartboard and throw something at it, I'd reckon. Yeah, I can actually read your surname on this, which I'm not going to tell listeners in case you get into trouble, but where does that hail from? That's a really good question, Joe. <laughs> That's why I'm asking it. Well, look, it depends on who you speak to about this. What, your one. mother or your father? <laughs> well, it could actually be my adopted name. Could mm. be. So when were you adopted? How old were you? Mate, I was adopted about three lifetimes ago. Yeah, but how about this lifetime when you were adopted? Oh, is it? It could be just one of those names which I had the right form for the government to accept. Did you? Oh. Yes, see, I know that Interpol's listens to all my stuff. Hang on. I know you're out there. Yeah. That's why it's got that name on it, not the not in the Raphael, other one. Raphael, nobody gives a shit, especially oh, Interpol about you. They do. They're more interested in people like Dale. All right, she's got a tattoo on her neck. And where else do you have tattoos? Now, this, Dale? you actually have to renew this because this runs out on the twenty eighth of November two thousand and twenty two. Well, I actually should renew it this year, shouldn't I, Dale? <laughs> well, you know, if you were to accidentally lose that. Well, people with disability are known to lose a lot of things, aren't they, Dale? Yeah. Correct. But he does, have, he does have his picture on it. But the I thing don't is, think you look no, like it. No, but the thing is um, uh, they reissue right. it um, with the extra three years. Oh. So oh. you're re- Do they? Well, I That's so, news to me. Right. So I heard. All right. All right. 
Well, yeah. you can't believe everything you know, Joe, now, Dale, true can you? True now, 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 can I ask you a question? You, when I approached you in the uh, garden... In the gutter? No, in the garden. You were actually sitting there with your hands in your head looking distressed. Uh, you told me you had a robo-debt. I certainly had a robo-debt. What do you mean you had a... How, how could a, a young man like you, a man of impeccable... Integrity. Uh, integrity. How could you have a robo-debt? What happened? Well, that is what the member at the Administrative Appeals Tribunal basically said too. Could you start... Look, this is very interesting because this affects 700,000 people in this country. Plus. So, so, plus. So what happened to you? What happened? Well, you're collecting some type of benefit and doing some work, were you? I certainly was. Mm-hmm. People were actually paying you to work. I know. Well, they were actually donating for me not to work. Right. But, but I had to declare that because it's still income, isn't it? Yeah, it is income. Okay, so they're giving you money to not to work. And you... well, they're actually. Well, I was actually. I actually was working as a disability support worker at the time in community services. Right. Was it full time or part time? Casual. Casual. So you're getting a shift here, a shift there, basically. Correct. And what did they claim? That you're working every day? Uh, what they claimed was that I was under-declaring my income. Right. You don't look like a dishonest man to me. Correct. <laughs> I mean, he said, when I look in the mirror, I'm the kind of person that I trust. <laughs> I don't, but that's all right. When I look in the mirror... I'm the type of person I don't trust, but when, but I look at you. You look very trustworthy. You just you look like a door thug, you know. That, that's fine. So, a door thug? Yeah, door thug. You know, you heard a door bitch. You're a door thug. <laughs> Bouncer. Right. Bouncer. That's okay. Is it? I think there should be a law saying I've got a fully loaded automatic with me at all times. Oh, I think there should be a law against that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's get back. Let's get back. So We're talking robot. How much? Debt. How much money did they say you owed them? Well, let's not talk specifics about how much it is because, you see, I might get mugged on the way out of here. So we'll put it between, it was between zero dollars and four figures. Four figures. Okay. Not five. Well, we could actually break this between zero dollars and six figures is over 100000 which would be my basic superannuation payment if I ever had superannuation because people with disability don't have superannuation. Right. right. So, so you, the government said, well, the government computer said you owe the government money. How long ago was this? Well, this was around 2015 or 2016. I was issued with an alleged debt, which I don't have. Now, hang on. Now, you're issued with an alleged debt, and they actually told you in dollars and cents how much you owe them? Yes. And did this surprise you? <laughs> Joe, I was sitting down, and if I wasn't sitting down, I would have killed over, hit my head, suffered an acquired brain injury, would have got a payout yeah. for shock. Yeah. And That's, <laughs> but I was actually sitting down because... I don't know how it could have occurred. So, so this know. wasn't one of those letters which says, I'm, the, I'm from the government, I'm here to help. <laughs> Joe, if you ever get a letter and it says from the government, you are here to help, yes. I will get you on the, <laughs> on the Boldness Disability Current Affairs and interview you because clearly you'd be delusional. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree. Or it's not so, from the so Australian you government. Now, are, now, you don't have to answer this, but are, are you on a... Full disability pension. Correct. Right, okay. So, and you're doing what the government told you. You're doing some part-time work. I was doing casual work. There's a big difference between casual work and and part-time. Part-time work is essentially 
set hours at the yeah. same time each week. Mm. And basically, once you've actually got the first fortnight, mm. that basically sets up how much you will be earning, and that is why it's part-time, as opposed to being a casual, mm. which the income can wildly fluctuate from getting zero hours mm. to getting 30 hours a fortnight. And that mm. means my income would go up and down right. dramatically. So the computer was as stupid as I am. They Not assumed, possible. No, no. <laughs> they actually assumed that you were working part-time, you were not casual. Is that the assumption that was made? I've got no idea. Well, it sounds like that was the assumption that was made. If you owe the government all this money and you're only working a shift here, a shift there. Well, Joe, one of the things is that I'll cut to the chase here. No, no, no. No, well, I'll explain I, why, because there was also a lump sum payment, which was the union that was representing the disability support workers mm. successfully negotiated a pay rise right. and the pay rise was made retrospective so I received a lump sum and I am supposed to declare income I could not have known about my managers didn't know about we didn't know we were going to get a pay rise I can't do it right okay so what happened you said I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to prostitute myself and you know, and I'm going to work. No, 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 no. I said no, no, not that. I said I was going to prostitute myself and work for the corporate sector. Is that what you said to yourself? I'm going to become a CEO and abuse people. That's what I, that's what I say. Prostitution. That's what I mean. Mate, it I sounds, mean people it sounds, working it sounds, in the financial sector. Mate, it sounds like an ideal job that I can abuse somebody that there's no tomorrow. It sounds and, and you can abuse the dead and actually get paid for it. That's what the banks were doing. That's what I'm saying. Fantastic. Yeah, Is this no. going to be a promotion for me? All right, okay. So what was the process that you had to go through? This was 2015. So you've been... A, I mean, I'm pointing the finger. You're a bloody criminal. You owe the taxpayer money. All right? What do we do next? Just to harass mate, you. you. Mate, you take me out. You, you put me somewhere <laughs> and you shoot me because I've basically don't have any rights. What do you mean you don't have any rights? I don't. Is that under RoboDebt, is that I got a letter. Yeah. I have contacted on the day mm. which I received the letter because that's what it said to do. Yeah. I disagree with this. Yes. I then got a notice from Centrelink. Yes. Telling me that I'd actually ignored the letter after I'd contacted them right. on the day which it's, I received it. Uh, uh. And we have then what had a conversation yes. with some faceless person, mm. and I have sentry overload, so I basically don't use a telephone. Mm. I have asked for an independent witness, which the person with disability, if I was questioned by the police, I'm entitled for a witness, which is mm. independent, to be there. Yep. I explained that I needed a face-to-face -face interview so I can understand what's going on, right. and I was told that I wasn't allowed one. Oh, you weren't allowed one. You are allowed one with the police. But I'm not allowed one. No, with the federal government of Centrelink. I like that. I like that. Tell us more. This this is wonderful. You could We could do a comedy skit on this if it wasn't so Mate, my life is comedy. No, no, but this is a double comedy skit. What right. happened after that? So we had a bit of a conversation. I actually yeah. stated I have got no idea how this debt incurred. And the person at the other hand who has never met me before yeah. has suggested that I have declared... The after-tax amount, not the gross amount. Right. Now, the problem with this kind of thinking yeah. is that if that was the case, yeah. and I'd been working as a casual for the past six years, yeah. why, if I'd been doing before-tax amounts and reporting it, why wasn't the previous six years exactly the same? I know the problem. I've worked it out. You are not... 
a banking executive. We have a royal commission. I'm not. Hang on. We have a royal commission, and not one charge has been laid against corporations and individuals in that corporation which bill the dead, bill people for services not being made, which led to the suicide of many, many people in this country over the last 20 years because they've had their mortgages foreclosed for no good reason, and they continue to get their bones, but you have committed the most heinous crime in Australia. You are a social security beneficiary. You are a welfare bludger. And no, we, no, no. I'm a social welfare parasite. Yeah, and that's why, and that's why we, the government, can come out with a sledgehammer and hammer you into the ground because you don't have that those QCs holding other QCs briefcases at, at your court case, have you? What's a look? You're what, a criminal. What's what's a QC? Queen's Council. I mean, Cardiff is... Who are you He doesn't even know what a Queen's Council is. I mean, Cardiff is that... I mean, it's sort of like, I, mean, sort of like <laughs> I have a disability. I don't know what a lawyer is. You mean we put a legal system that gives people rights? Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. We Raphael, do? Raphael, you don't have any rights. You're a Social Security beneficiary. And, and, and we can do anything we like to. And you told us that before. We can make yep. you jump so through so many hoops that you get so distressed. But I get paid for that. <laughs> I jump well, through hoops. You get, you get paid now. So what happened? What happened? Come on. Come on, so come on. Ha- come on. Own up. Own up. So what happened is that after this conversation, mm-hmm. the person who, without, asked me to provide, well, I think it was, what did they ask me to do? I had, they wanted me to get pay slips from about <laughs> five years before to provide evidence for them. And if I didn't do this, I was going to get cut off and I have a disability with... <laughs> so, and I'm supposed to provide something which they're supposed to... So they were going to cut you off. They were going to cut me they, off. They were going to cut your water. No, they were going to cut well, my your food. Inca- yeah, your food, your water, your rent, off. everything. Off. They're just going to get fit. You, you know, that was a start. You no longer had a disability, as far as they were concerned. Well, that's right. How did you feel about that? Oh, I was very, very sad. I was absolutely distraught, Joe. I can imagine. I mean, I mean. So, so what happened is that they actually said, "You've got this debt. You actually need to uh, pay this, and if you won't make any payments mm, at all, yes. we will cut you off anyway." <laughs> <laughs> Would you consider this to be a threat? I consider it a bit more than a threat. The fact that they're going to remove your I call ability it, to pay I call, your I call, rent. I call it economic terrorism. Econ- I like that. Economic. Te- no, no, no. It's not economic terrorism. It's just terrorism. State terrorism. They're using the whole power that they can actually have in the state to actually crush a little nut like you. But when it came to the Murdoch Corporation getting an $856 million tax refund a few years ago they didn't even bother to appeal yes so but you we can squeeze people like you yep. we can squeeze people and we will so how did so what happened next so what happened next um i had a payment plan which was, <laughs> I gave you a payment plan. which was absolutely wonderful because you see what fifty dollars a fortnight <laughs> oh well we're talking about 20 bucks a fortnight yep, yep, yep. because you see i know that um as a centrelink Recipient. Yep. Mm. I know that I should keep a couple of thousand dollars in the bank for emergencies. 
I know these sort of things because I'm a financial expert. I don't have money to budget with, so I've got to keep money there to protect myself. So when I get false accusations, I know to look after myself. Now, look here. It's 4.30. This is Radical Australia. Dale is chuckling to herself. We have a comedian in the studio, and he's telling us his experience with robo-debt because if you think this is all put on, it is not. And tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have been through the same shit. It's like me coming up to you and saying, G'day, Raf. You owe me ten grand, mate. It's uh, actually twenty. No, hang on. You owe me ten, all right? I'm going to charge you 10.2% interest, and if you don't pay me within two weeks, I'm going to break your leg. Because it's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. It's extortion. They're saying, you owe us money. You've got to prove that you don't owe us money. And if you don't provide the evidence, we will let you starve. And become homeless. Yeah, let you starve, become homeless. We don't care. Well, it's sort of like you said, it's good for the GDP. <laughs> no, it's not. It is because, you see, uh, when you actually have your hospital cover and you have the accidents and everything else, that's kind of as the GDP and it actually increases overall value so we get more people into the country Ooh. who want to actually come here. Because the high GDP. Bingo, oh. you've got it in one because we've got a very high standard of living. We look after everybody. Don't you worry about that, Joe. Excuse me. Are you... The reincarnation of Joe Bielke Peterson. You just said mm. that famous f- phrase that made Dale shudder. Don't you worry about that. Don't you worry about that. Well, don't you worry about don't that. Don't you worry about well, that. Well, pumpkin scones are absolutely marvellous. <laughs> no, I thought that was flow over there. <laughs> Please, we're both Queenslanders. I'm actually a refugee. I was forced out of Queensland. I'm an escapee. Yeah, well, well I'm a refugee. I was, forced right, out okay. of, I was forced out of Queensland in 1876, well, after my first year as an intern at Royal Brisbane Hospital in 1976, I was told I would never get a job in Queensland, and I was forced to come to Melbourne. Their loss, Melbourne's gain, as far totally, as I'm concerned. Totally, And this is what it was like. And it was worse. It, no. can, it, it actually gets a lot worse with this whole thing with robo-debt. What, what, what about me? All right, you made a payment plan. Okay, what happens next? Well, as I do, the next reasonable thing is I think I'll, what I would, I would suppose people would do, yes. I would get independent legal advice to begin with. <laughs> How can you afford independent legal advice? Because I rang legal aid and they gave me a number and I had a conversation. Right. And the lawyer asked me to get a screen print out, yeah. which is a one-page thing in languages, a language which he could actually understand, which is very simple. He needs one page. What the lawyer could understand. Yes. <laughs> and the Centrelink official up at Cheltenham yes. said, the lawyer does not really want a screen print out. I will give you an 80-page document. That's what he really wanted. Right, okay. And... The lawyer, the, the lawyer said, well, is it, if you can go through and you can understand the mathematics yeah. of it, we might be able to lodge an appeal. Right. <laughs> this is why I asked for the screen printout of a particular form. That's why I wanted that thing. Not the 80 and pages. But they thought they'd drown them in paperwork and because <laughs> they knew you're on a pension, you know, they knew it's legal aid, they know they're inundated with complaints that if a lawyer sees 80 pages, they'll say, oh, what's the point? 
Exactly. Brilliant. They're brilliant. I love them. I know. And the next step was that if the, I can't get my appeal that way, yeah. I then rang up and asked them to review the decision. Basically, what? it, was around, it what? might have been the other way around. But, the, but I asked them to review the decision. Right. And the person went through and... I actually got a person who went through and did the calculations. Yes. And guess what? They increased it. The right. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it. It's like a peely in court. It's just the interest. Yeah. It's interest. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they they, they increased by, by how much? They increased it by around I think it was five hundred dollars. Oh, they've got. Well, you got to pay them. Well, I mean, they've been, they've been on contract. Most likely these aren't. Full time, you know, social security. These are these are pri- it's a privatised section of Centrelink, and obviously they want a buck. And how are they going to get paid if they don't get you to pay them? Well, that's exactly <laughs> right, Joe. So I've got this increased debt. I know what this increased debt. Why they gave me this increased repayment plan? Payment plan. Yes. Was because I'd received a lump sum payment mm. for a pay rise that was backdated, mm. and it was wasn't even say what hours it related to, right. let alone which weeks, it was paid as a lump sum, which I reported at the actual time, as I'm supposed to, yeah. but I'm supposed to report income, which I, nobody even knew that we were going All to right. get okay. a pay rise, okay. and I can't do this. But R- according R- to Centrelink, I am Nostradamus, and I am supposed to actually yeah. go through and tell them I can't even go through, and the lawyer on his very strong legal expertise advice advise me it's a bigger problem when you over declare your income to Centrelink than it is if you under declare it <laughs> so I <laughs> and, I, and also it was a casual and community working community right. services and how were you coping during this period I wasn't what do you mean you wasn't I wasn't is that this is that, I'll tell you did what, you wake up at night sweating mate I woke up screaming right you know, because people don't understand there are real round. I mean, we're making a joke of it, but yeah. we're not. We're highlighting the, the yeah. idiocy of it. You know, the fact that it does have real impact on people did, who are marginal that, incomes. Well, the basic outshot of this was that at the time which the robo debt, alleged robo debt, came through, and it's mm. an alleged debt. It is not an actual debt per se. It is an alleged debt. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, at that stage. After I, re- I wasn't working community services by the time I got this alleged debt. Mm. After I received an alleged threatening letter and notices saying I had an alleged debt, hang on, I hang refused. Hang on, to hang on, hang on. Yeah. let's go. These were not alleged threatening letters. These were threatening letters regarding an alleged yes. debt. Let's be right. You were threatened on the, because the government of the day said you had, an, through Centrelink, said you had an alleged debt. Correct. And yeah. so the next step is that. What would a person do if you get breached three times from Centrelink? Hmm. What would actually happen if you were actually were on a Centrelink income and you're breached three times? You cut off. You cut off. You are cut off without there. Now the point was, if I am going to get breached, yeah, for actually declaring income as the best I can, hmm. am I going to go and look for another job? And get another job to declare income so I can be breached again. I mean, let's keep it serious. Yeah, well, basically forcing people not to actually get a bit of extra income. So, so what, what happened after that? What did the smart lawyer do? Well, basically he said, he said that if I could actually go through and decipher Mm -hmm. 
the hieroglyphics of an 80-page mathematical document, mm-hmm. and I don't understand science or maths, right. is that he'd be more than happy to go through and actually come up with some suggestions, mm. but in the meantime is that there's nothing we can do for you. <laughs> okay? Yeah, they, got, they got all the cards. You're playing the game, but you're actually the putt. <laughs> and they've actually got the... Uh, what, is, what do you call it? Putt? What do you call it? Got, I thought I was actually a ball. I thought they had the club down there. Yeah, they got the club. They're going yeah. bang, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's kind yeah, of like Tiger Woods actually hitting, driving yeah, off. Yeah, it's like they got, yeah, they got the, they've got the drivers. They've got the, everything in their little golf bag, and you're the little putt, and they can push you anywhere they like. Oh, they All right, so, so, so what happened eventually? So, anyway, the upshot of it is that I actually paid my debt off. What? I actually managed to pay my debt off. How long did that take? A long, 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 long time. Right. And I paid it off, and then last, and in the meantime, I did any number of articles about robo debt right. on social media. I did a lot of them. Right. Outline the situation. Mm-hmm. Is that, I think it was 3CR, mm-hmm. bless them, is that they actually went through and did a series about robo debt. Right. I was interviewed by somebody. I was actually interviewed as part of that actual series, mm. and serious interview. Yeah. Serious interview. I like this one. And we had that one. Mm. And in the main, anyway, I just got through, and I actually. Hang on. What happened was that last year there was a court ruling that robo debt was actually illegal or alleged or alleged, illegal. Yeah, alleged to be illegal. They, uh, actually, haven't, they actually haven't responded to it yet, have they? Yeah, I honestly don't know, but it actually was hang reported on, as on, illegal. Can I, can I, can I, can I um, offer my services? Of course you can, Joe, depending what they are. No, 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 no look, I'm very good at this. I usually have a 100% strike rate, you right. know, been a megalomaniac. Um, I thought I was the only one. No, no, there's two of us here and I'm older than you, so I've had more experience. <laughs> you taught me very well, didn't you? I did, son. So, can I write on your behalf? to the minister asking for a refund and that if they don't provide a refund within a set period of time, we will take them to court? Of course you can, Joe, but I've already been to the Administrative Appeals Tribunal today. Ah, what happened there? Well, the member, I will be sent out their findings in a couple of weeks' time, Uh but they did actually give me a form to take to Centrelink asking some compensation. (laughs) (laughs) And, and if you can actually, and I'm going to actually, because we're actually a very serious radio station. Yes, yes, yes. I'm actually, got, got I'm, not just, I'm not going to show, we actually need an independent witness, Joe. Well, I'm independent. Okay. This one is, that says, Compensation Application, Australian Government, Department of Human Services, Purpose of this Form. Now I understand why Jesus. you've got the bag. Because it's full of documentation when you enter the Administrative <laughs> Appeals Tribunal. And, and Joe, and just for the benefit of all these listeners, yes. we actually have that. Purpose of this form. This form is to assist you to claim compensation from the Australian Government Department of Human Services for loss or injury you may have suffered as a result of our negligence or defective administration. Defective admin. Yeah, they're blind. No. That's the thing. It's not about administration. See, they're trying to get out of it by saying it's the workers in Centrelink. This was government policy. Mm. It was government policy. Joe, all government is all government policy is negligence anyway. No, 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 no. But this this was this this was a calculated 
attack on the poorest and most vulnerable section of our community. Yep. This was calculated to actually get people like you to pay extra because of the fear of being cut loose from the social security. This is criminal behaviour. It's not just about compensation. It's about criminal behaviour. And hopefully the legal minds will actually do a class action mm. on behalf of recipients, of robo-debt recipients. A class action, I think, is... I believe, the actually, I believe there's actually several class actions uh, on the way. Good. Well, they should be because this, this is about government policy. I mean, they're getting out of it. They're saying defective administration. We actually to- didn't tell them to do it. They actually misread the instructions. No. That's no. what defective administration... Uh, yeah. Now, that's what defective administration means. They actually haven't looked at policy. They haven't said our policy was wrong. No. And that's the key. Well, wrong policy. Well, Joe, I'll actually put it in terms of with robo debt. Mm. Is that my best mate was going to be having his fiftieth birthday overseas? Right. Now the biggest problem because I had a robo debt that had been issued after the first of January twenty seventeen, I cannot leave the country. I'm actually detained here. You're a hostage. I'm actually a hostage in this country. I could not attend my best mate's birthday mm. overseas. I have a disability. You're a hostage. With over 40 people yep. to help look after me, yep. and I can't be there when I've known them for 40 years. And is that, uh, was that until the debt was paid? Until the debt was fully paid out. Yeah, that's Jeez. worse than being a bankrupt. That's shocking. Because as a bankrupt, you can actually ask for special leave mm. to go overseas while you're bankrupt. You can go to the court and ask for special yep. leave. Mm. You didn't even have that option. Well, Joe, I this is worse. This is worse. This is worse than I thought. Well, Joe, even I'm shocked. Well, Joe, from a compensation claim, to actually make this reasonable compensation, they need to recreate the whole event and send forty people overseas to look after me at the same time, (laughs) and plus spending money and accommodation. And because that's no, no, but but about 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 the stress, the psychological injury, the permanent post-traumatic stress. I mean, it just goes on and on. Yeah, it's I mean, we're making fun of it because it's so ludicrous. Sorry for kicking your bag. There's well, nobody in there, I hope. Uh, you haven't got anybody? No, no, but I've got a touch bomb in there. All right, <laughs> that's okay. That's why I kicked it. No, it didn't go off. We don't make those type of jokes here. I do. He, well, we don't. You may, but we're not. We're, 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 we're nice. We're, we're nice, nice radicals, people. aren't we, Joe? No, I'm just, I'm just a nice person. I'm not even a radical. Mm. I'm not even a reformer. I'm just a nice person. Isn't that right, Dale? See. <laughs> but, but now, I know we're making fun of this, but this is really serious shit. Yeah, it this is. is. really serious stuff. Australian citizens and residents being held hostage by a government which claims they owe them money and is using tactics which are illegal in a business world. You couldn't get away with this in the business world. I can't make a letter of demand on you without having all the proper documentation and going through it. If I do, it's taken to court, I would lose everything. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have the legal options. I mean, you're, you're a, look, I hate to kind of rub you the right way, but you're a man of a bit of intellect. You have contact. Yes, I'm just a totally undiscovered genius. Well, I wouldn't say undiscovered, unpolished. You're an unpolished opal. That's, what That's you very are. kind of you, Joe. No, no, but <laughs> most people are not in that position. You know people. 
you do a program. What's the program you do at 3CR? Uh, the Boldness Disability Current Affairs, and we're on the, we're on the air at 6 o'clock tonight. Right. That's why I found you in the, in the corridors. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and, but seriously, you know your shit. Hmm. Most other people don't. And getting something like that from somebody, you know, a government authority hmm. who has total control over your welfare total control over your income that can cut you off at any stage, as you said, and will cut you off. Yep. I mean, that, that's extraordinary. And the fact is there has been such little publicity about it and, and what's happening to people. Well, it's Class uh, action. Joe, well, I'll even take it a step further. Is that between 2010 and 2012, I actually went in person to a couple of Centrelink branches the one up in Frankston, I went in there three or four times and I went into the branch in Cheltenham with the pay slips at the time, mm. asking them to actually go through the calculations to make sure I was doing it 100% correctly. Mm. And they actually told me I had the right amounts and I had mm. nothing to worry about at the time. Yeah, because at the time the policy had not changed. And this is, this is not about maladministration. It's not about a bureaucrat looking at, a, at a, an order from the government and, and, and getting it wrong. This is about them getting it right, and it's about a policy direction. This was a direct attack on the most vulnerable and marginalised people in our society by the full force of government that it could actually muster. Seriously. It's really shocking, and people should really understand. Now, I've known a number of people who've gone through it, and it has had a profound impact on them because they don't have a few thousand dollars in the bank. You know, well, I don't either. That's what I'm saying. If you're on a social security benefit and you're on the best, being on a disability support pension, and there are people on Newstart allowances, which yep. is half what a disability well, support pension. Well, well, actually, would be less than half because yeah. it hasn't gone up since 1994. Yeah. So it might be actually half in terms, yeah. but in terms of buying power, yeah. you could actually reduce that by another 25 percent on top of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and so, it, it, it is a brutal attack by uncaring, and it's calculated. You know, to, to actually, it's a little bit like the whistleblower crap that's going on at mm. the minute, where this Australian Federal Police has been politicised. It is now trying to send a message to potential whistleblowers. You blow the whistle, big problems, boys and girls. The same with Social Security beneficiaries of the same thing, saying, you know, you get out of line, we'll look after you. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's just, you all right, Dale? Yep. Yeah, I just thought you were a bit emotional there. and No. You haven't got a robo-dirt, have you? No, that's good. No, it, 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 it is inhumane, totally inhumane. I mean, if I think somebody owes me money, I have a process I have to go through. Yes, I mean, you, you actually, you actually I'll take me 25% commission and I'll get it back for you, Joe. No, no, I've either got actually hire somebody to extract it from them, which is illegal, which I obviously I wouldn't do, or I have to go through a whole legal process where I actually have to prove that you owe me Money. I just can't go and knock on your door and say, look, you owe me this money, and if you don't pay me this money, I'm going to evict you from your home. I'm going to get some big boys and girls with big arms and chuck you and your family out into the street. Because this just didn't affect the people who had the robot there. But many of these people have got children. And they've got pets. Oh, I don't care about pets. Well, I kind of like to do is that pets are very important to people with disability. Mm. They are extremely important with people with disability, the companion Mm. animals, because often the animal is the only person, the only 
thing, thing yeah. that will actually care enough about the person to right. accept yeah. them unconditionally. Yeah. Well, it does accept you unconditionally. My cat upset, uh, accepts me unconditionally. It's an extraordinary animal to, be, to accept me. <laughs> well, it would have to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's an extraordinary animal. And Dale's cat accepts her unconditionally, so it's an extraordinary animal. Any more news about your cat, Dale? Oh, he's just going insane, stir crazy, and I'm but not happy. Despite all, I'm, I'm trying to make him happy, mm, but mm, no, mm. He's, he's going insane. Tried catnap? Well, Drug it doesn't, him out. Yeah, it doesn't uh, really affect him. Doesn't it? Well, unless I've never really got the right catnip. Uh. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's short, it's short. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, he's just, no. Just, no. It's all no, pretty it's sad. It's, it's all pretty pathetic. Sad. Look, uh, this is 451. <laughs> <laughs> it's 451. She laughs. Oh, just, oh. Now it's the time, Joe. It's 4.51. This is Radical Australia. We are not interviewing Raphael Cabell. You like the way I said it? Raphael Cabell. Caleb. Cabell. Cabell. He knows how to say his own name. No, he doesn't. He's he's anglicised it. Oh, okay. It's got a French tinge to it, an Arabic French tinge to it. Cabell. Uh, Mate, it makes me sound like one of those yeah. things you buy from one of those street stalls. If I had, if I had any money, yeah, could we? <laughs> you got a bald head. Maybe I got to lick it. All right, let's keep going. Good on you, Joe. Four fifty-two. But the thing is, the thing is, um, you know, we're just chatting about about different things. Our guest, who was uh, supposed to turn up, hasn't turned up. Oh, hopefully, nothing's happened to our guest, and uh, he uh, might have been issued with a robotet too. No, he, he may have got caught in traffic or something happened these things happen this is a live show and people forget that we do live shows we don't pre-record we just get in there and we just chat look it's been really interesting talking to you about your experience with robo debt because um you know i've heard a lot of people kind of mumble about it but i've really never really understood the extent of the power that the government was exercising on people who are said to have a a debt, just an extraordinary amount of Mate, power. It was like the 1930s Germany all over again, yeah, and yeah, worse. Yeah. If you don't enter a payment plan, we will cut you off. And if you enter a payment plan... We'll cut you, you off anyway. Well, yeah, well, you can't leave the country until you pay us in full. And if I did that to somebody, I'd be hauled off to jail. Maybe they should yeah. be hauled off to jail for that type of policy. And maybe that's what they're frightened of. That it'll be found to be constitutionally... Well, it was found to be unconstitutional. Well, I think this coming is I was in that to leave the country. That might fall onto what is it, Section 64, External Affairs? Yeah, no, no. But seriously, I mean, uh, that's, that's an extraordinary amount of leverage which has been applied to. Uh, it's a it's a classical case of the arbitrary exercise of state power mm. on an individual. It's a classical case that mm. the state believes it can do what it likes. And you know what the tragedy is? How many Raphael? people are uh, because of it? Do you read? How many people what? Aren't with us because of robo-debt. Who knows? Thousands. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, I wouldn't know how many people have committed suicide, but it's, I can understand the pressures. Yeah. So it is a criminal thing. Do you know that uh, I've got some bad news for you? Do you read the Constitution? We've got a Constitution? <laughs> <laughs> and if you actually read the Constitution properly, it actually says New Zealand is a state of Australia and Western Australia isn't. No. It does. If you actually read no, it properly, no, there's, no, it's actually no, got a lot of discrepancies. You're being the bastard son of our mate Trump again. You're you know, twisting the facts. Under the Australian Constitution, we are the only so-called Western democracy in the world that has no 
protection for the individual from the arbitrary exercise of state power. And the state could do that if it had got its legislation right. They even stuffed that up. And that's Why doesn't that surprise me? Well, they stuffed it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. doesn't surprise me, Josh. Well, it's, well, it doesn't surprise me. But what, what surprised me, and, you know, it takes a lot to surprise me at my age. What surprised me, you know, waking up usually surprises me. But it was the fact that the, the amount of, you know, cudgels that were actually used to collect this so-called supposed debt. It's just extraordinary. Just extraordinary. Mm. And as you said, there are many people... I mean, people suicide for a variety of reasons. What is it? There's about 2,500 people suicide in Australia every year mm-hmm. that are known about, and there's others yep. that may have suicided, but you're really not sure. And, and you're quite right. There would be some people who would be so overwhelmed yep. by the pressure that's been applied to them and not having the social support or the family networks, and that's why they may be on a social security benefit, yep. that they would just find it all too hard. Well, Joe, I was actually the perfect victim is that... Uh, both my parents, they've been dead for 20 odd years. Right. I haven't seen my brother for 10 years. Right. I don't remember the last time I actually saw an actual member of my family I was related to by blood. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, and. Perfect. Perfect. There is nobody there. What difference mm-hmm. does that make to mm-hmm. someone like myself? Mm-hmm. It's just another number. Yeah, if I was a standover man, you'd be the man I'd be actually, you know, targeting to get money. And the thing is, the government now does it for us. So. <laughs> Thank you, I thought, Joe, you, government. Joe, I thought you were the government. I only govern myself. I govern no one else. That's the difference between you and me. You have grandiose plans of governing the Are universe. You, the universe, not just the planet. I, well, I it's, not, it's not the universe, it's the, all the galaxies. Yeah, not just one universe. No, 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 all the universe. I hope that I can actually govern myself, and I fail on most days. That's very modest of you, Joe. Well, it's unusual for me to be modest. I must be lying. I must be, as I said, Trump's other bastard son. Fact and fiction, it's always an issue. But Joe, now, brother, it's been nice to have seen you. It's been nice to chatting to you. Thank Raphael, thank you for help, helping us out of the hole we were in. Thank you very much, Joe. I'd yeah. love to come back. I am applying for a grant. It's going to, I might be doing a play. It's called Suck It Up, Rock God. And it'll be a lot of fun. Starts off, my name is Harvey Wallbanger. Yep. They named a cocktail after me. You got to, if you want to hear the rest of it, you got to come see it. It'll be on July the twenty-fifth. Uh, how come? How come? How come? You haven't written it, and you already got a start date. No, because there's an. It actually has the grant has to do with an actual festival. Oh, excellent! Simple. So it's what's actually the got festival? a festival. What's the festival? Uh, open doors. Well, let us know. Let us know beforehand. Oh well, but if we get the grant, yeah. we suck it up, rock god. Yeah. Thank you very much, Dale. Thank you very much, Joe. And Raphael, thank you for uh, coming into the studio. And here's a copy of the Herald Slum for you so that it'll improve your uh, brain. Well, if that will keep me warm later tonight because I was cut off with robo, didn't I? (laughs) No, no, but seriously, I'll be back on the air 6 o'clock tonight with the Boldness Disability Current Affairs, talk with Jackie Piller. And uh, Carol, Jackie Piller's got a show called Tardy. Ready and Disabled. It's at Melbourne International Comedy Festival and we're talking with Carol Cook about that 24-hour mega swim. Thanks very much, Joe. You left, I ran into the hills I could see no way to keep my body still 
I saw him on. 